In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even... Even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Betches Up podcast. This is Amanda. Today is actually Friday. The Betches Up is off for Yom Kippur today, and I am hopefully also fasting from Twitter. So today we have an interview for you with TJ Ducklow, who currently serves as the National Press Secretary for former Vice President Joe Biden's presidential campaign. Thanks so much for joining us, TJ. Thanks for having me. A, a Twitter fast sounds excellent. I'm not sure if that's feasible with my current job, but that would certainly be uh, good mentally. I think it would be more nourishing. It would be a really <laughs> nourishing fast. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. So the first general election debate is tomorrow, September 29th. It, I can't yep. believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I, I can't decide if it feels long delayed or like it came out of nowhere. Which is it for you? Uh, I think we're looking forward to it. I, I know the vice president is looking forward to um, to being on that debate stage uh, and 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 taking on Donald Trump and holding him accountable for the last four years. That's for sure. Yes, I think we all want to see some of that. The debate's going to be hosted by Fox News' Chris Wallace at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. So we're speaking at the end of the week, and we're seeing a lot of good news for the former vice president, even in states that broke heavily for Trump in 2018. So I'm curious how the campaign hopes to use the debate tomorrow to sort of keep that momentum. Um, well, yeah, look, I mean, we are, we are taking nothing for granted. We are going to earn every vote. Um, and, you know, certainly we're, uh, we are, uh, uh, you know, gratified by the, by the good polls that we see, but, you know, it's, it is our job to, to do the work and to, and to take nothing for granted for sure. Um, but, you know, I think, I think tomorrow, uh, at the debate, uh, we, we are very much looking forward to it. Um, the, vi- the vice president has, um, has spent his career, um, you know, fighting for working families, for stand, you know, standing up for our core values that make us who we are as Americans. Um, uh, you know, serving in government for the right reasons to make people's lives better. Um, and he will be standing next to someone who is the polar opposite of that. Um, he will be standing next to someone in Donald Trump um, who has overseen the worst failure of leadership uh, in, in modern presidential history. Um, you know, this is we're talking about uh, someone who, you know, lied to the American people about the seriousness of, of the virus that is now, you know, spreading across the country, who who doesn't have a plan to get it under control or to get us out of this financial mess um, and, and continues to spread his message of hate, you know, dividing people instead of bringing people together. And so, I, you know, the vice president's goal at the debate um, I think is going to be talking directly to the American people. He, he's going to want to lay out what he's going to do to get COVID-19 under control and to grow our economy um, and to help us build back, not just to where we were before the virus, but to build back better, as the vice president likes to say. Um, and, and I look, I think Americans have had four years with a president who 
lies to them and who divides and who constantly puts himself before their, them and their families. Um, and Joe, Joe Biden is going to speak directly to those voters who are looking for a president who can tell them the truth and to bring our country together. Yeah, yeah. That's a perfect segue into my next question, which are to talk about um, the uh, topics that have been selected for this debate, which are COVID, racial tensions, the Supreme Court, the economy, and election security primarily. What do you think the campaign's goals are specifically with those topics? They're really the topics that are sort of front of mind for, for a lot of Americans that have been, you know, on our TVs every night. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think that, um, you know, the, the difference between um, the vice president who has put out very clear, concrete plans on how to tackle some of these issues and Donald Trump, who has had four years um, to, to do something about some of the major issues that are affecting the country and hasn't, um, not only has he not, but he's actively made some of these situations worse. Um, I think that difference will be on display. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that we're gonna. I think that we are going to uh, talk a lot about COVID. I think we're going to talk a lot about the economy. I think we're going to talk a lot about healthcare. Um, you know, I, obviously there is a there is a Supreme Court uh, conversation happening around the country right now, um, and you know, just one week after the election, the Supreme Court is going to hear oral arguments for. Uh, for, uh, you know, a case that, that could determine the fate of Obamacare. And, you know, the vice president obviously played a, a huge role in the White House helping to get Obamacare passed. It's a law that help, that has led to over 20 million people uh, having health insurance who didn't have it before and uh, protecting over 100 million people's pre-existing conditions. Um, that's incredibly personal to people. Donald Trump has been promising his own plan for four or maybe even longer, four or five years, if you, I guess, if you count the campaign. Um, we see nothing from him. Um, and so I think, I mean, those are the issues that impact families. Those are the mm-hmm. issues that, that actually impact people's lives. I think that's what you'll hear from, from the VP tomorrow is, is he's going he's gonna to talk to those issues. Because if you're, if you're sitting at home and you're watching this and you're thinking about how, how does this affect me and how does this affect my family, that's what you're looking for. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. How does the Supreme Court vacancy change the debate calculus, if at all? I mean, obviously there was going to be a Supreme Court vacancy quite early in the next president's term, but um, has has this sudden vacancy changed the debate calculus for next week at all? You know, I think it just raises the stakes. Yeah. I, I think the court, um, you know, the court is obviously not about one thing. The court is about healthcare. It's about clean air. It's about clean water. It's about equal pay for equal work. Uh, it, it's about immigration. It's about women's rights. It's about guns. I mean, it's, it's you know, the court is, the court is obviously central and critical to our to our country i think that uh you know I, I think that as i said before the the fact that there is a seat open and the fact that the court is deciding on the fate of obamacare um and the fate of so many people who you know feel at ease because they're they have pre-existing conditions that are protected um particularly in the middle of a pandemic where we could be seeing a whole new host of pre-existing conditions caused by COVID. Um, you know, I think, I think that just, I think to your, to your question, it just raises the stakes. Um, and, and you've got one guy on stage who was instrumental in getting the law passed in the first place. And you've got another who has spent four years trying to to cancel it and invalidate it and, and, and rip away healthcare from 20 million people in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so Mm -hmm. I, I think it, you know, I think it just amplifies how important this election is. Right, right. And you mentioned, you know, clean air and water and climate change to a lot of people's chagrin uh, does not usually get the debate hearing that I think the general public at this point would prefer. It's an animating issue for young voters and increasingly all voters. So it's not on the list for Tuesday's talking points, um, despite the fact that the former vice president's opponent has said it'll get cooler, just you watch. But all of these, these topics that we've just been talking about are quite intersectional with climate change. So I am curious if the candidate attends to address this anyway. Sure. Uh, you know, I would say stay tuned, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that regardless of what happens on the debate stage, um, I think you're going to continue to see Vice President Biden treating the climate crisis, uh, you know, as a front and center issue, um, as he has the entire campaign. You know, he has a he has a, cl- a clear plan to get us to a clean energy economy by 2050. Um, you know, he's focused on ensuring that we can achieve environmental justice and ensuring that our investments are going to, to our, our climate investments are going to communities that are disproportionately impacted by climate change, um, particularly communities of color. Um, and, and, you know, I, he, he had a great line uh, a week or two ago in a speech the vice president did. He said, when, when Donald Trump thinks about climate change, he thinks hoax. And when I think about climate change, I think about jobs. And his plan 
his, his plan to address this crisis um, involves creating millions of good paying union jobs. Um, and there has never been actually a leader before who has brought together some of the environmental justice uh, activists and the labor community to all agree on a plan like the way the vice president has done during this campaign. Um, and that's because of who Joe Biden is. Like it is bringing people together is, is core to who he is. He is, he is um, you know, that is, that is part of his message. That's part of why he's running for president is to bring the country together. And you're already seeing him do that in the context uh, of his climate plan. So whether or not it comes up tomorrow night, I don't know, but it's going to remain central and it's going to remain something that he's going to show leadership on. Right, right. Yeah. And, and former Vice President Biden is remarkably consistent. He's flexible, obviously, too, but he's very consistent in things that I think matter to a lot of voters. So I'm curious how this debate performance, how, how the debate performance Joe Biden might have given six months ago when it was clear he was going to be the nominee differs from the debate performance he might give next week with regard to how COVID has changed the country and its concerns, or if what's sort of really president for the candidate are the things that kind of always have been. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say two things uh, uh, to that. I, I think one is that, um, you know, we are obviously looking forward to taking on to taking on Donald Trump tomorrow and 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 having this this conversation um, before the country. I think that fundamentally, though, um, you know, this election is about getting this virus under control. It's about getting Americans back to work again. And it's about Donald Trump's failure to have a plan to do any of those things. And so, you know, Donald Trump does not have an answer for why he deserves four more years in office. Donald Trump doesn't have an answer for how he has let the American people down so profoundly during this crisis. And there is nothing that he can say tomorrow at the debate that is going to explain why he has failed um, to the degree that he has failed. So that's that's sort of what the first thing I'll say um, uh, on that question. I, secondly, to, to your question about how it's changed in six months, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I, I think since the beginning of the race, we have felt like Joe Biden is the antidote to the disease that Donald Trump has inflicted our country with. And and we 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 have we felt like that because we feel like he is the he is the polar opposite of Donald Trump in every way, you know, like Trump causes chaos and Joe Biden is steady and, and Donald Trump divides people. And, and as we just were talking about Joe, Donald Trump, is, or excuse me, Joe Biden is trying to bring people together. Um, you know, Trump is totally incompetent about how to make government work for people. And Joe Biden has the experience to actually get it done. Um, J- Donald Trump has no empathy. Joe Biden, empathy and compassion are his superpower as someone yeah. who has gone through incredible tragedy, right? Um, so we have always been confident uh, about making that case and about about the vice president being the polar opposite of Donald Trump in every way. And that is a that is a dynamic that will be on display um, at, on that debate stage. That was going to be on display either way. But but COVID has just sharpened that focus and and mm-hmm. and has sharpened all of those attributes. Um, because unfortunately, we now have living proof of why all of those things that we know about Donald Trump, all of his incompetence, all of his erratic behavior, all of his chaos, his, his lack of empathy, we, that has translated into uh, real damage that has impacted people's lives. It has translated to thousands of Americans who are yeah. dead that, that don't need to be. And, and we can see it. That, that is the reality that we are living in right now. Um, and, and, and regardless of what he says to try to explain himself tomorrow night, 
Donald Trump, I mean, Americans are going to turn off their television and they're going to be living in that reality that he has caused. Um, mm-hmm. So we, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great night. We are looking forward yeah. to, to getting there and to, to present for the vice president to present his positive vision for the future. Cause, cause that's what he has. He has a, he has a plan to get us out of this. He has a plan to actually move our country forward in a, in a, in a positive um, productive way. Um, but, it, but it's important to remember what we've been through over the last four years and, and, and what we've been through as a result of this president. So I'm curious, the media has made a lot about the fact that there have been low expectations for Trump in these debates. I think for a year, we've been talking about how the expectations are, are so low. And we really are, I mean, the president has made so many inflammatory statements recently. It would take like such a mild walk back or such a mild <laughs> concession for people to, for certain media outlets to give him any sort of generosity. Um, I'm curious if you think these low expectations help or hurt Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, look, I, I'm not sure there are, I'm not sure the expectations are, are that low for Donald Trump. He is, he is the incumbent after all. He is the, pre, he is the president and, and, and um, Vice President Biden is not the president. Yeah. Um, I think, look, I think if you look at what he said a few weeks ago to George Stephanopoulos um, during that town hall, yeah. you know, he was questioned directly about his handling of the virus and he just ignores the question and, and he just lies. And, you know, I thought, I thought George did a, did a, a good job trying to hold, you know, insert facts into that conversation. Um, but, but, you know, that's, that is how, that is how we expect Trump to handle himself, which is, which is how he typically handles tough interviews, which is to ignore the question and to lie about it. But that's not what we're going to be focused on. The vice president is going to be focused on presenting his plan, his vision for the country He's gonna. He is going to talk directly to the American people. He is going to show what leadership looks like, um, and uh, and remind people that you know we've had four years of a president who lies to them and who divides and who puts himself before their families. And he is offering a different way, and he is offering a better path. And and I think that is that is our mission tomorrow night. And and I'm looking forward to seeing the vice president do that. Yeah, that's such a interesting point about how, you know, the bar, people were talking about how the bar was low for Donald Trump four years ago when he was just a businessman. It's like, he's been president for four years. I think we should have some expectations. Like, I yeah, think that's and he, fine. And he, and, and he has to explain himself. He has to explain his record. You know, he was asked a few months ago on Fox News, like, what's your pitch? Like, what's, why do you, you know, you're running for reelection, you're the president, like, tell us, what is, why do you deserve another four years? And he didn't have anything to say. Like, he's, He's got no pitch. His his pitch is to make up lies about Joe Biden, right? Like he's there, he's got no coherent argument for why he deserves reelection because he has utterly failed the American people at its at, at his most basic responsibility, which is to protect their health and safety and and to and to be there during a crisis. Um, and he is and he has let us down. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, so much for your time, TJ. I'm so excited to uh, see the VP tomorrow actually challenge Trump face to face from a distance, of course, and and yeah. finally, uh, finally get to see that happen. We really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Up Podcast. 
The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.